Tonight, I want to talk to you about preparing for what God is trying to pour into you. At times, I've heard many people say that they feel like God is about to do something, or they feel like God is trying to speak to them. And too often, we're putting very little energy or effort into helping to cultivate that experience. I mean, we may sit and wait upon the Lord, uh, but I believe that the word encourages us to do more than just that. I'm not saying that there aren't times that God tells you to sit and wait, but what I'm saying to you is that when it comes to the things of God and experiencing what God has for your life, it typically involves a little bit more than just sitting. As I think about my own experiences in life, I think about the pressures to produce fruit. But it's important to understand that fruit is at the end of the process. It's not during the process. It's not the, it's not at the beginning. You know, I, I know that for Beth and I, as we launched a church, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like, okay, um, we're going to announce that we're launching a church and then all these people are just going to come know Jesus. It's, that's not, that's not it. <laughs> it's laborious. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes energy on a lot of it and a lot of it. And many of you know that because you're journeying with us and you're laboring with us in this, okay? But it's important for us to remember that fruit is at the end of the process. It's not at the beginning. And so when you start to feel that God is stirring something within you, you need to understand there is a process that is about to take place. It's hard. It requires effort. It requires lots of it. But this week, uh, Bethany and I were talking about, you know, as we have been for a while, is what the future looks like um, as a church and how do we react to it? Um, you know, how do we how do we prepare for it? Uh, what will church look like? What will our first service look like? Who will be there? And all the questions that spin around in our head as we continue to navigate through everything that we've experienced here. But tonight, there's something that I need you to hear. There's something that God was stirring in my heart. And it is that you are responsible for preparing for your fruit. You, not me, not Bethany, not Tiff, not, not Billy, not Kim, not, not any, not any of us. No one, you can't even look at your husband or your wife or your cat or your dog. Okay. You are responsible for preparing for your fruit. I want you to turn with me to 2 Timothy. Uh, we're going to read in chapter 1, okay? Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, and we're going to read verses 6 and 7. And I think this is an important passage to share because you know, Paul is writing to Timothy here, and it's an important message. And, and, and it's amazing because we recite half of this message Quite often, um, we find that often with the word of God that we really like certain things and we continue to say them because it makes us feel good. Uh, but we often just forget about the rest of the context um, and kind of just move on from that. And I think it's important for us to dig in and understand this. And and this it's interesting because uh, Friday morning um, I participated in a uh, Bible study. Um, that has kind of, we've kind of birthed within the transportation group. Um, so it's kind of interesting, um, the industry that I work in and, uh, I've been able to connect with a lot of other believers. 
And they said, hey, Friday mornings, we're wanting to start doing this kind of Bible study and we take turns and we all lead and everything. And so I said, hey, I'll jump in. And it's funny because we, we kind of started jumping into some of this. And so um, I think it'll be interesting to share. So 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 6 and 7 says this. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God. Now, if you're a person who likes to highlight or underline in your Bible, here's what I want you to highlight or underline. Fan into flame the gift of God. Which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. I think it's amazing because so many people quote verse 7. But we don't hear verse 6 nearly as much. Not saying many of you haven't heard that scripture. But we don't hear verse 6 nearly as much. Because we we like to be reminded that we have not been given a spirit of fear. Like that feels good. Like uh, uh, we we want to be reminded that we have a spirit of power. You know, a spirit of love, a spirit of self control. Like that feels yeah, it feels good. Uh, it feels really good. And it fits with our narrative well because it's something that we're given, right? I mean, verse seven says, "For God gave us." Right? Hello, anyone out there? I think so. Something. It's something we're given, whereas verse 6 talks about something that we have to do. Ooh. All right, sorry. Um, let me let me get back into this. Verse 6, he says, fan into flame. He is literally talking about a process that is taking something from one state into a completely different state through the process of fanning, okay? Fan into flame. Okay, use the process of fanning this gift of God that is in you into a flame. Now, I don't know how many of you have ever started a fire from a coal. Okay, it is literally and this is this may sound stupid. It is literally one of my most favorite things to do. I love it. I've loved it since I was a kid. Now, listen, can't tell my parents all this stuff, but when I was a kid, I would take a magnifying glass and I would go and I would start fires with leaves all the time. It is a miracle of God that we don't live in a dry climate because it would be, I would already be jailed. It would be so bad people. It would not be healthy. But I love, like, I love when we have a fire in the next day, I can peek out our bathroom window and I can see, and I don't even say that. Fire is still like it's still smoking out there. It's still smoldering. And the first thing I want to do, slip my boots on and go build that back into a fire again. I have no clue. There's probably something wrong with me. Um, but I love to do it. There's something that's just incredibly satisfying about that. And what Paul is telling Timothy here, okay, <clears throat> what he is telling Timothy here is that you have got something in you. And you need to encourage it to grow. And I want you to hear this. Bethany and I and your servantship team, we will do many, many things to try to produce growth in your own life spiritually. But there is a point, and I'm saying it's now, that we need to look at you through this lens, which is technically, I think, over here. I don't know. And we need to say, fan into flame. The gift of God, which is in you. 
and you and you and you. I don't know if I'm looking at different people in different positions or not. I'm trying to. See, that's on you. You have to fan and to flame that gift. You have to make an effort. And the problem is, is that we often find that people aren't willing to do the work to prepare and to make that happen. Listen, when we come back to church on June 13th, I don't want to come into a church that needs to be cheerleaded into a place of spiritual hunger. Cheerleaded, I think that's a word. It's probably not a word, but I'm just going with it. You know, I, I don't want us to come into worship and to be faced with a bunch of duds who aren't passionate about worshiping a risen Savior. And part of making sure that we don't find ourselves there is by each of us doing our parts to fan the flame of the gift that is within us. That's on me and that's on you. We have to do that. And as I as I've thought about this 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 week, I had this idea of how I want to share a little bit of an illustration. And so I'm going to play this video and see if this works. We'll see. All right, church. So you're going to have to work with me on this because I am my own videographer at this point. But I want to help drive this message home. I want this to help click here a little bit. And so I'm going to attempt to show you something. Um, this is at least an idea that I had and popped up while I was talking with Beth. So we're going to see if I can make it a reality. But I want to help drive home this message of how important it is to be prepared as we go into the things of God, as we go into this new environment, as we experience this newness. And I want you to see what that different, you guys are like, what the heck is he doing? Um, I want you to see <clears throat> how impactful that can be to your own life. See, because if you go into this, if we come back from this exactly the same as we left, we're going to miss a unique opportunity. And I believe that the word of God points us in a specific direction that will help us. And so you can hear, I've got a garden hose running here. I think this is going to make sense. Let me flip this around here. Let me show you what I'm talking about. If your soil looks like that, okay? And you come in and you say, okay, I'm ready to come back to church. There's something that happens because the soil here hasn't really been prepared. I mean, you can see what's happening. The water's all resting on top, but it's really not penetrating very deep. And many of us are going through lives and we're experiencing, we're hearing the word of God, but we're actually not allowing it to go very deep. We're not allowing it to sink in. And it doesn't matter how much church you get. It doesn't matter how many worship videos you watch. It doesn't, it does not matter because the reality is, is if your heart is not prepared, even though you love Jesus, even though you want to believe and, and do all the things, you're going to look a lot like this. 
And maybe that's not you. Maybe you know. Maybe maybe that's not the case. But maybe some of you have been hurt. Maybe you've been uh, um, disappointed. Maybe you've been um, broken. And a lot of those times, what happens is we put up a wall, and we don't even realize that we put a wall up, but we put a wall up, and then it looks a little sillier. It looks a little more like this. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing this. And see, here we are blocking, not actually allowing the Word of God. Now this is worse than this scenario over here, right? You see my water's still sitting there. Because at least I'm getting something, but here I'm not, I'm not getting anything. Because I've built up walls, I've built up, I've built up some way to keep from it. From not allowing the Word of God to truly penetrate my heart because I've got some offense. Let me tell you, church, offense will destroy you. There is no point in it. It does not bring any life. It does not bring any joy. Then I've got this other spot over here where I've tilled the soil. Look at this. It just soaks it up. Soaks it up. Now see, the tilling part is the hard part. See, that's the part that no one likes to do. That's the part that everyone else wants to run from because it's hard. And I'm telling you now that you need to begin to till up that soil. You need to begin to allow God to move in your own life you need to begin to stir some things up in preparation for what God is wanting to do in your life. You cannot sit idle in this experience. You can't do it. You cannot do it. First Chronicles 16:11 says this. It says seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. I want us to come back, church, not just spiritually hungry. I don't want us to come back as if we were starved, right? Building up to some big religious experience. I want us to show up filled with his spirit already. I want us to, to show up encouraged in his word. I want us to show up ready to serve one another in our community. See, I want you to hear this. Fan into the flame the gifts that are within you. Fan into flame the gifts that are within you. It requires effort. It requires some attention. But I want the word of God to penetrate so deeply within your life and allow you to walk boldly in the things of God. Right, Not staggering, not timid, not afraid. And you don't have to wait until we're in a church service, people. Hear me. The Spirit resides within you, not within a building. So please, hear me now. Begin today.
Begin tomorrow. Start this process. Fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you. I love you. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your word. And God, I pray that every single one of us would come into a place where we are fanning into flame the gifts of God that is in us. Help us to move in this boldly. Help us not to get so caught up in everything else, in our projects, in our lives, in the busyness, even though we've removed everything else. Let us fan into flame the gifts that you've placed in us. Let us be that church. Let us be that church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.